0: Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, we talk about customers that shop you on the internet.
1: The worst, that's the worst. And a relatively new problem in our world, right? Mm -hmm. But this is something that um, we've talked in the past about Red flags. We've talked in the past about connecting with your clients. We've talked. So it's all going to kind of come together here. But this is one that we have encountered three times this week at our store with our designers. And Nadia was one of the first. So you want to tell your story, Nadia, about the new customer that you have? I had two of them actually this past week. Maybe that's the third. Anyways. Yeah. So with this customer,
0: She's already worked with a designer before previously through Ethan Allen and an independent designer. She was aware of brands. She had, I had pulled up something um, for her, like a specific chase that with this vendor everyone has. And so um, she had said, yeah, I've seen it on so-and-so's website. And I was like, great. She saw their markup rather than ours. And then I didn't really have a budget and she has a healthy budget and lives in a really big established nice house. So just kind of putting two and two together and she said there's no budget. So I pulled things and then coming back to our touch base, our appointment where we came to the store, um, she started kind of saying, you know, there's I don't have a budget per se, but there's some some things I will not go over or I don't want to invest in. Um prior to our meeting, uh well, this was our second meeting, but we had talked over the phone. She had called and asked me to send her a couple pictures of the tables with the prices that she can go over with her husband and then she'll know for sure the next day and be ready to pay, which was like, "Mm, you're going to want to go look at these on the internet and see what you, what you can come up with. And then another time she had seen a chase on a different website and said that that vendor and that website and the the place and the price, which kind of was a red flag for me in terms of, okay, great. She might be someone that's going to say, I could find that elsewhere cheaper or it was
1: cheaper here. Well, and in going back, you, you touched on the fact that she'd had designers before. So again, red flag, right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't she stick with them? Why isn't she working with them again? Yeah. And you said that with the independent designer that she worked with, which, you know, with most people that we're, we're reaching out there in our podcast world, um, she felt like she spent a lot of money with that designer and didn't get anything for it. Yeah. Right? The designer never connected with her never really understood her style right Mm -hmm. she never gave her what she wanted so of course she's going to feel jaded and um really cautious hiring another designer and at our store we don't charge for the design time for the house call and for most of the the interior design um services that we we offer we don't charge for that But the price is sort of built into our price of of the furniture, right? And at our store, we decided because you do have those internet shoppers, we couldn't beat the internet prices, right? Because they're going to buy things on sale, on closeout, discounts, scratch and dent, and they have no overhead. They're not warehousing this stuff. Those websites that you see where you can go on and shop, they don't store that stuff. You know, some of the big ones might, you know, Wayfair, but for the most part, they're buying it from the same exact vendors we are. So they don't have to put any shipping in there. They don't have to put that into the pricing because they're directly going from their order. They're just having it shipped to the client's house. So we don't have that luxury, right? I mean, we have <laughs> rent and um, bills and I have designers' salaries to pay and commissions. And so I have to mark up the furniture a little more that reflects that. But the way I talked to Nadia about it and and taught her to approach this, because again, you will find this all the time. And again, so to make it clear, client had a designer before. She was skeptical. Nadia had come up with some designs for her which she loved. And she really connected with Naughty. Naughty did a great job. Sorry, I gave you a hard time before. You've really learned and you, <laughs> you're doing a great job now. She really connected with the client and, you know, she could feel it. The The client was like, oh my gosh, you get it. Like the other designers never got this. You get it. And it's not like it was, I mean, it's beautiful. It's French country. It's just more elegant, a little glamorous and, but that old world feel. And you just clicked in. You connected with her and you got that feeling. But when you're choosing pieces for her, this other designer was just charging design time. And so she had nothing to show for it at the end. If she didn't like anything she picked out, she's out the money she spent, you know, paid the designer. With us, she might pay a couple hundred dollars more, you know, here or there for each piece than you'd find it at the lowest price on the internet. But if you think about it, she's not having to pay... Any design fee, right? Unless Nadia has found the right design for her. Like there's a little bit of a design fee built into each piece. And so that way, unless Nadia just knocks it out of the park and kills it with her design, she's not paying a cent to a designer. So it is a different business model, right? Than an independent designer. But that's also why I usually teach you have a design fee, and I always do packages which is a whole nother (laughs) class, but you have to do some markup on furniture. You, you have to find other ways to increase your income because again, there aren't enough hours in the day, or you're going to have to charge crazy amounts for your hourly. If you really want to make a career out of this, right? Otherwise you're, you know, working hundred hour weeks. So if you can mark up certain pieces, you have an account with them, or you can get it from the design center or a lot of designers especially when i was in california they would shop anywhere so they charge a design fee and then they would say i'll go to home goods a tj maxx i'll target but at the end they would add on 10 to 20 percent so they'd actually show the clients the receipts and then just tack on 20 percent. so even there technically they're marking up furniture because it, it is, I mean, if you think about it, if, if she's ordering something online, so she found it online, it was exactly just not even double of what wholesale was, right? Which we can't beat that. But we're paying for shipping to have it here. We're paying to receive it. We unbox it, we inspect it. If something's wrong, we ship it back. We call the company. We have the freight company come back out. We wrap it up, we ship it back. There's so much that goes into furniture that as an independent designer first of all that's you know a huge hurdle you have to have a receiving house you have to have a company that that's what they do then you have to make sure that you're paying them to inspect it and tell you if it's damaged and then take care of the return if it's a customer buying it for themselves they have none of that you know it depends on the site's return policy and how easy they are to work with some are okay but you know think of the the percentage of furniture that comes in damaged mm-hmm. it's quite often you know honestly it's like one out of 3 pieces comes in damaged so just the fact that we take care of that right and and the other thing that i was really pointing out um i had a client in it was california she was great she was um a little bit older retired This was her chance to redo her house, right? And she did it top to bottom. We did window treatments, furniture, accessories, everything. And it was the day of the final install. And I was bringing in, which is kind of a side note, funny story. I was bringing in these tubs of accessories that we'd been ordering and selecting. And I got there and her husband hadn't left yet. And she hadn't told him everything she'd bought. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking up the driveway with this big tub saying, hi. She's like, shh go in the back, go in the back. And I had to go back around to the side of the house and go hide in the laundry room until her husband oh had gosh. left. So when I was bringing out all my accessories, and again, we usually kick the, the homeowners out for a reason, right? Because you don't want them to see, you don't want to see sausage being made. You just mm-hmm. know it's delicious, right? And it's going to be a mess. So as I was getting the accessories, she said, so what's to stop me from going out and shopping and finding these things at, you know, Home Goods or something? And I looked at her we have been working together for like four months and said, are you kidding me? You don't get me at TJ Maxx. I'm here. I'm going to place it in the right place. I'm going to hang your pictures. I'm going to fluff everything. I'm going to make, make this look like a show place that you can't do that. From, yeah. She said, oh, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And you you're can
0: right. notice when you go to someone's house, when it's been done perfectly to scale, proportionate, yeah. it's um like even just. A bookcase that's staged well, I can notice immediately rather than someone's trying and like copying. It's like, no, it's
1: it's well, so different. Exactly. It's like when you get your hair done, it never looks as good as the day you came home from the salon, right? Yeah. They just, they're professionals. They blow it out just the right way. They fly, you know, it's, it, designers the same way. We're going to make it look beautiful. We're a homeowner. I mean, that's why they have a designer, right? If they could do yeah. it on their own, they would. So... There are all these ways that you need to, uh, that you can address this, right? That you can overcome. But I do really think that the way you approach it. So, so at first, right, she had done her touch base and showed she had seen some items and that it was after that where she said, oh, I've seen this piece, right? And we saw the price and thought, oh. and so then you realize, well, you can Google search. You can search for anything these days on the internet. So what's to stop her from looking at everything? And so that's why I always teach you don't give them the design board. You don't give them your design. Don't mm-hmm. give that away. That's your talent. So I coached Nadia. I said, you make sure that your connection with her is really strong. And you have to have serious conversations. You know, look her in the eye. And and at first again, Nadia's instinct was to be, well, that's just our price. That's the way it is. You know, you want me to get my my owner and <laughs> like manager can. I'm like, stop. That is not the right instinct. I said, you have to be a friend. You want to be nice. uh, You know, a little coercive, a little (laughs) manipulative, not, not mean and forceful, but really connected with her. And I know that. I know she really likes you and she values your design. So you sit down and you say, listen, I know you can find this stuff. Every once in a while, you might be able to find a piece that I've selected. But you've got to understand, because we don't charge up front for design time like that other designer did to you and you got nothing our prices are always going to be competitive, but they're never going to be the cheapest. And that's because it, you get me and you get this receiving and you get you know, all of that stuff we talked about. And so you did that, right? You had the conversation and what did she say?
0: Yeah, and she said, oh, you know, I, I understand, and I'm going to go with you. She just said, there are some th- items that I don't want to spend more on, which was a rug because she had a horrible experience. She paid 10000 for it, and it's Oof. now destroyed, and the dogs are all over. It's only been a couple of years. She's like, never again. And she said flat out, there could be another one in front of that, which would have been 116000 And she's like, I'm still in budget. There's are just pieces that I don't want to pay for something that's not sure. important to me. And that just made me realize, okay. And she said it herself, she's like, I'm just very frugal. I'm like, and that's fine. That's great. We have highs and lows. In fact, here's a table that's one of the lower pieces that I selected so that we can have a higher piece and you don't feel guilty. you're not getting the best bang for your
1: buck. You, it ha- you have to put it in a way where, again, she understands the value. So she says she's frugal, right? Yeah. And there's certain things she doesn't want to pay a certain price for or any more for. And that's kind of when, remember when we were talking about you know, how you approach budget with a client, because it makes it so much easier when you have a budget. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do everything you can to get a budget. And it's kind of because of this, right? The example I always use for clients is, you know, I'm not trying to take all your money or spend everything I can. The point is rugs come anywhere from $500 to $20,000. And I would be so embarrassed if I brought a $20,000 rug, right? So let them say, oh, gosh, of course, I would never spend $20,000 on a rug. But because she already has kind of ideas about what mm-hmm. she will spend, so when you're going over budget, there's another technique where you can say, all right, so what, what would you feel comfortable with spending for a sofa? And again, what if she says then it's a thousand? Then it's a teaching opportunity. You can say, all right, well, let me explain the quality of furniture, right? You have good, better, best. So like you said, you've got highs and low pieces, but you don't want her to think that because she said she's frugal, that you're only going to pick out junk or mm-hmm. cheap because that's not what you mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm always encouraging Nadia to read about each item, find out what are the buzzwords. You know, is it a blue stone top? Is it a this? Um, where is it coming from? Is it being shipped from North Carolina? Or are we getting it on the West Coast? Is it a material that's easily obtained or is it something that's, you know, in high demand? Carrera marble's hard to get these days. So you can speak to the piece you've chosen and explain why it's the less expensive piece, but it's actually the right piece for her. Like she's getting a good value because of it. Like, look, this is a totally solid wood base. This marble top is going to be amazing, but it's not, you know, I don't know, Calcutta gold. It's a, you know, it's a different, but find ways because you still want to be proud of the things you've chosen. Mm-hmm. You, at some point it's like if you buy all of your clothes from the discount rack at you know old navy after a while you look at your wardrobe and go blah and it makes yeah. you feel bad so you need to have some good pieces mixed mm-hmm. in there right places that you've invested so you you the way i usually approach it is um you know let me know what those pieces are that you have you know we'll talk about each piece and what you feel comfortable spending but I'm going to be teaching you where you should put your money as a designer. That's one of the reasons you hire a designer, right? And it saves you money because you don't make mistakes. So I'll I'll show you where we should be saving money and where mm-hmm. I don't want you to skimp.
0: Yeah, and I did mention to her um, where before I kind of did not show her the itemized list yet. My like, hey, I know you didn't give me a budget, but we are under fifteen thousand, and you're getting a big nine by thirteen rug an eight seater, like dining table, you're getting custom, beautiful Ottomans, this and that. And, and I said, you know what, the reason we kind of work within budgets, because sometimes it can be shocking. Sometimes you can say, Oh my God, I'm not paying for a $300 lamp. That's kind of standard in our industry. And Hey, I'm still in budget. Mm-hmm. It works or another piece like window treatments. Oh my goodness. It's, it is kind of sometimes a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, I'm like, we're in budget. It brings us amazing softness and elegance to the room that mm-hmm. you can't get with anything else in terms of wanting that to achieve that kind of a look so I just kind of explained it to her as well I'm like and I know you're familiar with designers and whatnot so I just want to let you know we're going to be um, compatible with our prices but we're not going to be the cheapest and you get me and she said yeah no I know I get it sure and then we just kind of left off on a good note and she just needs to get back on me by asking her husband a couple things so at that point I'm like okay yeah I'll touch back with you tomorrow and find some other alternatives but
1: well and the jury's still out right yeah we haven't we haven't finalized anything with her, so we'll keep you guys updated. Yes. Whether, whether my but hey, we're doing worked. the bedroom next. Yes. So, and that's the other thing. Um, Naughty had another client. There's, there. We'll get down to the base of it and figure out why you keep having this problem. This it's problem. always but, me and these clients. I tell you guys. Well, so this other client, she admittedly didn't connect right off the bat, and it is a customer who the husband is definitely the one in charge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He is in charge. He likes to be in charge. He's used to being in charge. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't combat that. I mean, you kill him with kindness. Mm -hmm. You're as nice as you possibly can. But sometimes it's a control thing on their end and you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. But you'll find the way to get through it. So this was someone that, again, she'd done... um, She'd had her first house call, which went great. They wanted to do the whole room or the whole house you know room after room and she had trying to get them to nail down a budget and she said well would you feel comfortable with like ten thousand dollars a room and they said well if we like things it can be more than that and so you had had your touch base and you nailed it which was great um that was a really tricky one that could be a whole nother call on how to interpret what they're saying right Mm -hmm. and so she was doing her final presentation and this is where she got in trouble (laughs) At the end, I said, well, how did you leave it? And she said, well, they said they wanted to see an itemized list of everything and take it home and think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, (laughs) uh, so it was a week of coaching. And Nadia, like a lot of people get really nervous. Like if they haven't encountered this before, it's scary because he was kind of intimidating. He's nice. He's nice, but he's he's just very in control, which we're not used to. I mean, you're the professional that came to you. Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's his money, right? His house. Well, it's also, she doesn't have the style. It's his style. she just keeps asking, well, what colors do you want in the bedroom? Like, well, what do
0: you want? So, and when I talk, I look directly at him when I speak and then I'll I'll glance to include
1: her as well. Yeah. But I know
0: that he is, you know, the focal point of the conversation.
1: So I gave her a really hard time for a few days about sending that list home Mm -hmm. because you never do that, right? Uh, Again, all they're judging is numbers. Mm-hmm. They don't have any of the information about the pieces. they don't they might not remember what you said about it. And so, if they're just going down over numbers and say, "Why are we spending three thousand dollars on a desk that's ridiculous?" You know, or how much is betting? That's where you you they're not fighting fair right? you so by letting them go home and not being there with them to explain things, the features and benefits, the quality, they're just going off numbers. And that is very dangerous. So, then, (laughs) learn from my mistakes. They emailed, and she said, "Look at this email. How do I respond?" And the customer had said, "Can you give us the name brands of each of the items on the list so we can look up quality?" And I was like, "No way! Red flag, red flag." And Nadia didn't didn't realize at first. I mean, to me, that's obvious. They want to look up that item and find a better price. Yeah, I don't
0: know why I didn't take it as that. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, hell no.
1: Yeah. No, but yeah, but of course, that's what they wanted to do. So it was another coaching moment for me with <laughs> Nadia. And it, she was really nervous. We worked really hard on that, how how to approach it. And it was similar advice. You need to sit down with them and really connect. First of all, I told her, no, you're not going to send the vendor names, you can't just say no to your customer because you don't want to get them in a bad mood or, you know, throw them off. So I said, just have them come in. Say, you know what? There's so many details that go through with each piece. Can you guys just come back in and I'll sit down and I'll go over everything with you? And they did, which is great because now Mm -hmm. you get another chance. Yeah. Now you get another chance to sell each item. And again, you can't be afraid of being a salesperson. I mean, that's what you are as a designer. You have this great idea, but if they can't see it, if they Mm -hmm. don't trust you, if they're not, I mean, there's so many things that that's running through a client's head. You have to be able to sell your design. Yeah. And it does come down to features and benefits. It does come down to, so I made her go do homework on every item she'd picked, right? Find out where it was made. Find out, is it eight way hand tied? Is it full top green leather? Is it, you know, all those buzzwords that hold value in our industry so that Mm. you could address it with each item. And you did, right? It was, it was tricky
0: because, it was multiple rooms and going back and forth. So there was so much product mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily get a chance to be really in-depth in. It wasn't like, this is the piece, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we love it. It was, oh, okay, I want this, or what's in stock, or what's the exact look they want, and then they had a specific look. So it was just so difficult gauging that and then um, like addressing that email and whatnot. And then when they said, that at first it was that $10,000 budget, and then they said, you know what, design it without a budget. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I can do bedding for 1000 Or four or five thousand
1: super custom. They're like, yeah, just you know. Well, now hold on, and I will stop because again, it's a new designer thing, right? This rookie mistake. I I don't think it's completely backfired because they are. Well, again, they haven't closed with anything, so we'll wait and see. The jury's out. But you said ten thousand. They said it could go over, and what you presented to them was twenty four something, like twenty four thousand. That's a big difference. That's not just slightly over if we like the bedding. That's, you know, that's a big difference. So you have to be careful with that too, Mm -hmm. especially if if they're looking at numbers, if they're talking about price, you have to think about how you would feel.
0: No, yeah absolutely you know but it was interesting because you said you know I have a backup plan for a couple mm-hmm. of pieces so i absolutely did and i showed them hey i, I get it. it's a big number it's scary there's so many different details we can hone back and essentially the only thing that they're kind of going back on was half of the bedding mm-hmm. they still like that custom duvet and then just the window treatments and i said hey you know this blue stone real wood nice um desk that you're just having here just in case you have guests come over in the other room that was sixteen hundred dollars i found you one for a thousand Mm-hmm. and in the chair and it was like a nice kind of armchair um an occasional chair that they can sit on also by the window and i said yay i found you guys some that was six hundred dollars versus this sixteen hundred and they're like no that's fine we're not going to compromise we like that so i was kind of just like okay i guess the only big thing was window treatments which you know it was um blackout curtains for three windows and i said hey you motorized yes well, that was the um, oh the roman shades then i did roman shades and then they're motorized, motorized them And then I I said, like, wait a minute, I can do it for two and a half thousand just being regular. And they're like, okay, we can, we can do that. We're okay with that. So it it was just like kind of interesting to gauge them because they were so different. There was red flags when, but then he said, no, I know you put a lot of time into this. We're going to go with you. We just want to go and, um, double check the quality of the, of the vendors and the wood. And I said, well, let me print out the tear sheet of this specific item in the wood um, just to give you that information to still kind of keep the ball in my court but and he wasn't pushy or anything he was very nice is just such a specific client i have never dealt with and of course i made rookie mistakes and didn't connect the very beginning initially because i forgot i had not met them at the showroom where you typically kind of connect and then meet at the house it was Mm -hmm. um they had called in and scheduled and then when i came he just went at it at like everything he wanted, and I'm just—I was so busy writing notes, <laughs> I forgot take to take pictures, pictures downstairs. How do you
1: forget pictures. Oh,
0: I did the upstairs, but oh my gosh, I was just busy taking notes. And then when I got back, I was like, oh my god, wait a minute, I don't even know where he works, and now I feel <laughs> awkward asking. Like it's to me, it's almost like, oh, so what do you do for a living? A little rude, but at the beginning, I should have said, hey, what do you—you well, know—I know you guys just moved here from Bellevue, so what do you guys do for work? And yeah. tell me a little about yourself. Like, yeah, what do you guys you want out of this them. room? He just went, the minute I walked through the door, okay, this is what we want. This, 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 and this. And then h- how do you work? And in that mind, I'm a little like, f- like frantic and, you know, yeah. a little disoriented. So I kind of just, you know, did the explain of how we work and what we do. But looking back, there were definitely areas I made a mistake on, which also kind of yes. led to where we're at now. And now I'm just trying to salvage it.
1: And, and we're waiting. Yes. Till next Thursday. And now they want the daughter's room too. So and they have asked for it, but again, not starting that. Until we haven't this is solidified closed. anything. Yeah. So you've already designed three rooms uh, for nothing essentially so far, and I'm hoping it turns out. You know, in the past, Nadia scared me with some customers, and they have turned out. It's been fine. But again, the way I would coach, the way I I teach to do it at the beginning, and again, it's just because I've been there.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I've had this happen. To me, as a new designer, I know, and and then I know, and then you start going over it in your head. What did I miss? What should I have done? And so that's why you know I always try to teach. Gosh, if I could go back and tell that young designer, just do it this way. Trust me, you know it'll work. So the way you should do it correctly from the beginning, so you don't have to deal with this, is again we talked about connection, really important at that first house call but also having some of those tough conversations right the budget the and really being sort of transparent and open and honest you know to an extent right I always say you don't go to Target and say well how much did you pay for this at Target and say well I don't want to pay this you know there are certain things about business that the customer's not supposed to know and that's okay don't feel guilty about marking product up don't feel guilty about your price because you know that it's it's value but you start with that connection and with having honest conversations and talking about money and that it's okay to talk about money at the beginning. You can ask what he does or what they do. It's not, you're not asking to find out how much money he makes. You're not asking what his salary is you know someone that works at microsoft could there's a huge range Mm -hmm. so we don't know and we still don't i don't still don't think you know what he does right i don't (laughs) i
0: I think maybe just like a cultural thing where i've just oh so what do you do for work i'm just come it it can come off in a way that's like uh that's a little disrespectful but i need to hone in on it You'll get yeah
1: and yeah you'll get more comfortable just talking again and it's kind of an intimidating customer but um but, you know, so you have your first house call, then you have your touch base. Then at your presentation, that's what those sales things we keep talking about, you know, the ABC, always be closing, which is a really old school sales technique. But it's because you've got to lock down a piece at a time. And you've got to get a commitment a piece at a time. And before at the, at the touch base appointment, you're going to tell them, you know, the presentation is next week. I'm going to have, hopefully, hopefully I'll nail it and I've got everything. You're going to love it. Um, but that's when I'll take deposits and we'll start ordering things. So you're telling them, bring money, bring mm-hmm. your checkbook, right? Um, if it's, maybe it's a, a wife and you know that her she said, well, you know, my husband's got me on a budget or something. Well, make sure he's there at the presentation. You can say like, now make sure your husband comes because that's the day we got to write the checks. You know, that's
0: yeah.
1: not fun, but, but oh my gosh, you're going to love the design. Go back to that. Mm-hmm. So then you're in the presentation and they're kind of expecting that they're going to have to buy mm-hmm. that day. And it was so weird to gauge this client because they loved,
0: and we had twice closed on that dining room, but mm-hmm. he just would not pay for it. And it was just, okay. And I said, okay, we're set. I'm going to send over the, the, uh, the invoice, which again, that was the mistake. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, we love it. We're just going to look over the bedroom. Sure. Still hasn't c- committed, but they love every piece and they're getting it all. I just don't understand why he's not willing to commit. So then they're coming in next week. But, and that, and that's why I was so shocked by that email is I never got those vibes from them. I like all the meetings were great. He's like, you're on the right page. We love this. Just maybe like a different thing for the bedroom. So that's when I found it. And that's when I presented it. Okay, this is it. And then these curse balls just totally like made me lose my A game. I know. But, but
1: your main goal is to sell it at the presentation. Again, time kills deals. Yeah. And it, it, you know, that's not some scary mean thing. It's, It's true. I mean, how many times have you said, oh, I'm going to go buy that new, you know, handbag and it's expensive and you like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to buy it. If you might look at it, but if you don't buy it that day, when are you going to buy it? It's going to, it could be months. It could be, oh gosh, no, I found these shoes I want, (laughs) or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on vacation or something else just comes up. It's just life. So the more you can close at that presentation and again, ABC. So you go through each piece. All right, now this is the dining room we love, right? This is the table. And remember, it's this and it's this and it's this and this is how long it's going to take to come in. And then we've got the light. And you're going through each item and you're talking the, the features and benefits. You're saying, right, right? And isn't this great, right? Yes, 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 yes. So when it gets to the end and you finish that room, say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we got through that, you guys. I'm so, you're, I'm so happy for you making these decisions because I know it's really been tough. All right, hold on. Let me go get Jill to do the paperwork. And you just assume the sale, Because people, that's a big chunk of money. And I I get it because I don't like to spend money, especially big chunks. Everyone's different. You'll spend more money on clothes than I ever will. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, And sometimes it's just pulling the trigger. Kevin used to tell me, my husband used to tell me, you know, you're not coming home till you've spent $300. (laughs) Because I would go look for something that I needed and I'd say, oh, maybe the next store. Oh, maybe I'll find another one. Oh, maybe I'll find it a better price. And I ended up frustrating leaving because I'm just tired and I don't want to shop anymore. And then I get nothing. So the more you can make it easy for them to wrap it up, to pay for it, you know, you get to the end of that room and say, you know what, guys? Oh my gosh, I just can't wait. Now the paperwork takes a little bit. All right. So let me go get started. Can I get you anything to drink? I mean, just, you just have to assume it. Very rarely do they stop you you know, sometimes it's just, you know, come on guys, it's going to be so great. I know it's hard, but you're going to love it. Just make it light, make it lighthearted, you know, and in the end, usually they close there and then you're good. Once they're done, once they rip off that bender, they usually go home and say, Phew, we did it. We yeah. bought it. We made a decision. We're done. So they're lessons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is part of it. So yeah, we have yet to see how this all ends. Yes. We'll do next week. We'll have a little mini update update. in the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And just hopefully it'll be right after. Hopefully. Yeah. It'll be successful. Um, But you're going to run into it with the internet. Yeah. Just remember your value. Remember why you're charging what you're charging. What goes into that and never let your clients forget. Right. Never let them forget that you have value. I can't wait to stage this room. I can't wait to unwrap everything. And I'm going to surprise you. It's going to be so beautiful. I'm going to hang everything. You know, you keep talking about what you bring to the table. Yeah. And then they can't question it. There's no one that can compare to you. They can't compare prices when it's your value. Right. That, that that they're talking about. You're getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in guys to this week's podcast
0: of my never ending journey of getting better and better with Chelsea's help. Yep. She's getting there. Happy designing. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of design for a living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday. So stay tuned. We are on Google podcast and Spotify. And soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.